Welcome to Probing Gaia, where Steve and Joey are bending over, opening their third eye, and allowing the light of the Gaia Network's consciousness-based content to fill them completely, changing them from the inside out and flowing onto you. Today, we are probing into Open Minds, Scanning the Future with Philip K. Dick, featuring Anthony Peak. Round two. <laughs> yes. Max Peak Dick. Max. Tonight. Dick. <laughs> a good something name. Max Peak. MP, MPD. Yeah. That's <laughs> my MPD player. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, these MPD sound so good. Bro, you got to convert these songs into Max Peak Dick format. It's not going to fucking yeah. play on my MPD player. <laughs> yeah. It, it, there's a throbbing level, and that's the vibrations from which you can hear then. And that's why you need the, the Max. The fucking idiot knows that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 Base levels. Jesus. <laughs> It's uh, the well, cleanest, pure form of entertainment. Right. <laughs> well, it's an it's an orthogonal time signature. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's circular and straight. Yeah, the all beat, as Optimus <laughs> call it. <laughs> well, yeah, he does have the spark. Yes. <laughs> Give me the MPD, boy. <laughs> What's his MPD levels at? Oh my God, they're dangerous. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just powering down I'm like yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah come on give give him some pineapple juice cinnamon <laughs> and a bunch of steaks <laughs> creatine <laughs> yeah human growth hormone yeah yeah <laughs> gotta get his well not a tea his mpdo oh yeah <laughs> oh he's got some extra tea going yeah. <laughs> transformer He's inherently a high T being. Yeah. Can you believe we were fed these woke cartoons early in life? <laughs> we're talking about Transformers. <laughs> Try to tell us to fucking help kids in yeah. wheelchairs after the episode. Fucking Bullshit stupid. like that. <laughs> Be a uh, thing. You're a robot or a car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just as I dress up like a, like a car. Yeah. Don't mean I'm a Transformer. Okay. Because <laughs> okay, I'm a sexy car now. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I gotta go inside fucking, me. I gotta, I gotta go into the fucking car bathroom now or some yeah. bullshit. Yeah, gotta go to the car wash and not just the robot wash. I can't let these transformers into that bathroom where my little fucking cars are in there trying to fill up their oil or whatever and, and getting fucking raped by a transformer. Yeah, okay? okay, like disgusting. Because you let and them in. There. Decepticons then uh, traps like because they're trying to <laughs> decept. <laughs> <laughs> They're tricking you. Well, you're hey, too to say no. I'm a little cassette player. <laughs> or am Look I a chick with a dick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whoa, Look whoa. At that jet, let me get inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't think this had a stick shift. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, it's a manual. Yeah. <laughs> no, my name is Little Cassette Player, not Emmanuel. Yeah, okay. yeah that's my, <laughs> my uh, handle. Now you can grab my handle. <laughs> uh, welcome to Probing Guy. Welcome to twitch.tv slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, should have been doing a No Guts, No Glory tonight, but little Rai Rai got sticky sick sick from yes. Anime Expo 2023. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, well, technically our loop is this. It's That's a correct true. night. But yeah, 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 we were going to push the other one and juggle it. So that's right. We were going to shift back because of the 4th of July holiday. 
right uh, right right it's it's funny because i was like he he told our you know arma group he's like hey i'm not gonna be able to train this was you know a few days ago yeah because i'm really sick and uh i was like oh you got that convid huh but Mm. uh but it's like it's it's true like you could argue that a lot of you know a lot of people come home from conventions or just traveling in general and they get the little plane cold or whatever yeah yeah and it's usually not like a full on i mean it's always a virus but it's mostly just their immune system is a little a little shitty a little, a little virus gets in, and then after a day they're like fine again they get yeah. some sleep but like it seems like now it's like every cruise half of every plane flight and conventions yeah. it's like people just get covid because i think that's right, just right. the most cool you know, thing dominant communicate <laughs> yeah they're just choosing it you know uh yeah. but uh they're just bending over for it like fucking sheeple you know but uh yeah. this virus that doesn't exist <laughs> no but it's funny like people are getting like it just seems to be like the dominant communicable disease like it's the one it's the sperm getting in the egg basically or right, something right right it's like but but also it might just be because more people are talking about it because instead of just getting a little sick after, right, they're yeah, like, oh, they, I got COVID from the plane. Even right, right, right. It's something, again, you can grab onto, like, my handle. That's right. um, <laughs> a manual. And actually, yeah, identify, yeah, instead of just, like, people all getting random flus or sick or whatever. I know. It'll, it'll be it'll be a couple of generations before um, everyone just lumps covid into like yeah i just got a little sick you know right, or whatever, right, right, right. which includes yeah, influenza the cold somewhat you know yeah, fucking the whole shebang mexican measles things like that uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> which the willy wonka warts yeah uh, uh hello puerto hey, rican man. pustules right <laughs> oh now you're getting like harry potter territory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Ooh, welcome pestilence. to matthews there you uh, go. to twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens we're recording probing gaia live tonight live uh, and uh, and you can join us as we record our episodes live here on twitch uh p matthew says out here in cape may new jersey on vacation but still got to find time to tune in thank you p matthews we appreciate there we go there we your go loyalty your unwavering loyalty no matter what we claim and say by the end of this episode yes. um but uh yeah we are talking about a show it's part again part of the fun of of probing the Gaia network is that like literally every episode it's a brand new show like a whole new show on the Gaia network uh so there's not like we haven't gotten used to any patterns yet uh right even like the George Norrie show we haven't like double dipped yet you know or something yeah so, yeah um, yeah not every show is the same and yeah different twists and turns and also production level as this one yeah. was shitty again <laughs> <laughs> not again that the person not that anthony peak is bad it's just how they set up the shots it was just horrible yeah. the and making noise and yeah yeah the gal yeah you could tell she was pissed when people were clanking around in the background she's like oh we're uh in a studio here in london and people are just yeah. making a little noise <laughs> right this <laughs> goes off you know and he's like yeah no of course of course no, uh sure. yeah they're just in front of a blank purple background they're like a foot again, of a blank someone purple probably background. thought they're like oh this is a really cool shot yeah. like we can do this <laughs> and it's like no this is horrible the lighting was super harsh yeah they're just in front of the background no distance again classic mr m could have saved the day here um yeah no diffused light they're also like almost sitting away from each other because he's like this and yeah. like yes, yeah. or like kind of like talking back at her. So it looks like yeah. he's like uncomfortable both, the whole time. Like they, their chest are like directly facing the cameras basically, and then having to turn their necks to the side to talk to each other. Yeah, it just so it like, looks chill out and like face each other. More. <laughs> well, then there was no shot of them even together. It was just like right. single shot of him, then her, him, then her, him. Then, it was like 
one of them was Jesus. an AI construct. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, because I mean, this was filmed in 2014, I believe, and uh, which is really frustrating. It's very difficult to get the fucking info of each episode, like Amazon Prime and any of these other fucking things. They have a little bit like either an info tab or uh, or the basic info is like right. It's always it's like all right, this movie is from 2012. Uh, it's this it's this many minutes long it's rated whatever right like those are usually right next to the on hbo max or whatever sorry max but mm-hmm. the guy in network they do not want you to think about <laughs> if this information is Anything. too old yeah. or whatever or right. there's some logistical reason why that's too difficult even though they're the it's only service that doesn't yeah. fucking have that so right um well as we can tell they had that they e- literally emailed out a list of jobs they're looking for not even like a job yes. board like that stumbled upon just like hey if you want to come work at gaia right. And like, we're trying to scale and I'm like, just based on everything I deduced from those job types and what they described, the network's big, but it's still a small company and like definitely understanding the technology of, like you said, the streaming service standards, um, and with them being based in Colorado, I'm sure you have some Google and other people, but not a ton of entertainment industry, uh, folks or tech people if if you have to work on site because everything <laughs> was on yeah, site no remote jobs <laughs> yeah for no hybrid no remote streaming network <laughs> yeah i was like oh that would be funny just to work there but i was like yeah, no, yeah. this is like purely yeah. <laughs> on site in colorado not doing that yep um, um but I, and, and yeah. i was saying 2014 is like twitch was already going in 2014 people were streaming people were using twitch yeah. in other ways than video games like well, People Netflix could was streaming hardcore. Yeah, other services. Yeah. yeah, people could go to fucking Target and buy a fucking um, the green screen, you know, p- p- poster border over and stick it behind them and right, right, go to town. You know, and and uh, it's it's strange that these uh, fairly, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who the youngest person that's run their own show has been so far in like the ten episodes that we've covered. Oh, right, right, right. I feel like everyone, maybe the guy that put on the Ram Dass documentary was younger, like maybe forties yeah. or like late thirties or something. But, um, all the, hosts- what was, Oh, that was different. That wasn't on guy where we watched it, the Bo Bandy sent us that YouTuber to like, Oh yeah. Watch his yeah, long yeah. rant about something. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, guy is a, it seems so far a pretty, pretty much run by exclusively by middle-aged people. By dads. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, this lady though, uh, was her name Regina, Regina Meredith, uh, two first like, names. A little. She, I mean, she was she was like a contact in the desert chick for sure. Yeah. That like, you know, oh, this this network and our users are fine with yeah. that yeah. kind of belief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the alien thing. Yeah, because you talking about aliens. Yeah, um, but uh, she's an attractive lady. She and she was a she is an actual journalist so i because i looked her up a little bit i did like you know four minutes of research mm-hmm. she's a journalist she doesn't only do things for gaia but this show was on gaia for a couple of years uh much better interviewer and had much better questions much more prepared than lilu from uh right. the previous episode <laughs> <laughs> um who seemed to be a french woman who was you know semi-intelligent but mostly got by on her good looks and her peppy attitude about all right. this stuff you know um but uh it was it was crazy. I mean, they could have edited this or whatever, but I was shocked at how, and I continue to be shocked at how Anthony Peak is in interviews. He is unwavering. He has a fucking intelligent answer for everything, yeah. even when she's throwing like not curveballs to like do any gotcha moments, but like throwing like you Just know random questions because some of these are probably staged, yeah. right? And he, I would have hoped they've given him a list prior yes. so he can be ready, but. Yes. 
you know, off I the do cuff like question. He is my yeah. favorite uh, comedian. <laughs> you know, he, melted his, he melted his hair off of a, a heroin uh, <laughs> explosion in, you know, in a lab in his basement. Yeah. Uh, he had max peak energy. <laughs> uh, first time seeing him without glasses. Uh, right, right, right. Point. Very close up, very piercing eyes. He's just staring. Yeah. Uh, and in a, in a, if we hadn't seen him at Contact in the Desert, because um, he, you could argue he has, he has a, a, a pseudo porn doctor look. Like depending oh, yeah. on what oh, he's yeah. that doing, that big uh, red face energy, yeah. um, the blazer shirt combo. Now, when you've got the combination of MPD, <laughs> <laughs> a big red face energy, <laughs> the, the Max, the Max. <laughs> when you're a burphy with MPD, <laughs> ladies will not be yeah. able to resist you. Okay, they We're will part their, they will part their hair down there. <laughs> oh. And you goo hair. <laughs> yes, we thoroughly yeah. into rich Swedish. Yeah, yeah. I am here around the yeah, nippies. My <laughs> friend, goo hair. Yeah. No Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> I cracked myself up last night thinking of that because I was there like, "Oh, great! It's finished." I couldn't remember what it was. I was great. I said it's finished, but uh, and I was like, "Oh, sweet!" <laughs> Just, you know, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it still pops up every now and then. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he uh, he is oh, the porn doctor thing. Like, yeah, he right. he the, the you know camera is way too close on this interview as well to their faces yeah. to the point of it being kind of awkward. But he will just calmly stare you like but but intensely calmly right stare exactly yeah at anyone which uh, which i appreciate but um it's it's not into you know michael sala you know that's that's the creepy like he's got fucking bug eyes like going mm-hmm. both both physically and then he accentuates it with his disposition and kind of you know countenance right but, right um but uh yeah anthony is just intense and uh, also just the first time again, i've seen him without glasses which small his eyes a little bit you know right but, uh, he's been posting a lot of um g- uh, greek island stuff lately whether he's on yeah, it see, or yeah he's another greek picture, which I all over it i'm like I, i'll like this i don't read it half the time because i'm right. just like oh, what he's saying but sure yeah. it's very much like like uh two tenths of his posts are like cool interesting intelligent things having to do with his writing or oh I, I found this really cool book or documentary mm-hmm. and then the rest are like Facebook posts from 2009 where it's just like right. song lyrics that I really like and yeah. stuff like that <laughs> it's uh, proto stranger like, content yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a picture and shitty like photoshop font on the top of it <laughs> this is gonna be really cool <laughs> uh, and a quick side note the um, what I was talking about last record with being obsessed with the don't drink beers jacket, you know, phenomenon oh, right, right, that happened. Right. we explained it last time, but the fact that he then posted a clip from a Patreon exclusive, like breakdown of this jacket and he just, Oh, right, right. Yeah. How he got beer. it and did all this stuff. Yeah. Now, when you're looking at this other brand makes these jackets, but they're using a light grain leather. That's kind of bullshit. You know, it's just kind of a coating on t- just like I was dying. The fact that he went through all this effort to keep trolling, right, this keep the guy joke going. Uh, oh, yeah. a shitty DM, you know. But. Right, right, right. <laughs> and did they make a beer? or Did they talk about it? Called or some? I feel like someone said some, they some need to make one made a beer called it called like leather like, jacket, or... leather jacket. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, they sent him that nice like resin 
leather jacket like uh, uh, yeah not a keychain but like a little thing like you would stand right right a little trophy thing or something but yeah so um if you want to support the show head over to patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for those two exclusive podcasts every single month for only the five dollar tier or higher uh we posted of course the latest adventurous ghost episode uh season premiere of season six i believe of ghost adventures and posted about my pizza making journey which uh travis wiseman long-term mm. fan of the show he was like this was really great there was a lot of good info he's like i never <laughs> really thought about making pizza but now i'm actually tempted because it doesn't sound yeah. that hard so yeah it's not as daunting because even when i little well, well, dip into the app but when I first got the uni, we were exclusively buying the dough because we're like, oh, you can't make this. Um, and then, yeah, oh, someone brought it over. Fucking dough making and bread making and, then, and all that. You know? Yeah. Then you you took the dive and it's like, oh, wait, this obviously it's challenging and, and fun, but it's also at the end of the day. E- either way, it comes out for the most part. It's going to be good, right? And it's right, not exactly. yeah. an impossible feat that requires very technical skills of like right, right, right. like a souffle or something right like, yes yeah, yeah 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 you have to like close the oven with only less than one psi of force or else you'll drop the whole th- or some weird right shit, right, right, so right it's like right. yeah if you if you uh if you take the flour water salt yeast and you mix it up uh you'll get something in a few hours it'll even form gluten on it. even if you don't touch it it'll form some gluten on its own it might not be enough to throw a big new york pizza but you right. can throw that in the fucking oven once it rises and it's going to taste like good pretty good bread so right 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 um, which is crazy it's crazy how much how shitty companies can make pizza taste (laughs) it's like aren't you just using the same kinds of ingredients but it's not a good you know it's fucking four-year-old flour that's been freeze-dried right 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 but uh but yeah that's um that was just a little uh kind of a closet knowledge episode on pizza just because uh, time slipped away. I didn't. I didn't have access to orthogonal time, as we'll talk about here. But uh, uh, time yes. slipped away. But it was still a fun episode. And now I'm. And now in the back of my head, I'm like, every day there's like two minutes where I'm like, I bet. Oh, I bet the the original Buca de Beppo pizza was like this, or I bet they put mm. this in there, like something like that. So that's the next. Uh, the next little little um, dream style venture. <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite K-pop band is Dream Style. Yeah. And their album. Burp. With a belch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be then, funny yeah, if yeah, somehow you made your name just X whatever with a burp. So anytime people said it, they had. Right. I'm really yeah. in, into Dream Style. Like, <laughs> yeah. Prince was just a symbol. I'm just a sound. I'm just a right, Exactly. An expression <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> uh, make sure and listen to our other new podcast. No Guts, No Glory. The Berserk podcast on your favorite podcast service we're having a lot of fun doing that show uh that show is a little bit delayed just because of the fourth of july holiday last week and then ryan was sick uh, which i think i already explained this earlier right when we started but um uh but yeah that'll be up uh next week and then we're going to do a little bonus episode uh not for a patreon just for the feed of ryan's experience in um anime uh, Expo, expo where he uh when he was at uh our martial arts uh group uh last wednesday when he was not you know he was so he came he was done he came <laughs> and then he was done. <laughs> he was done and then wasn't you know it hadn't it hadn't crept in the Hit. sickness hadn't yeah. crept in yet but uh uh he said uh <laughs> he said the phrase it was weird hanging around for four days at a con with a girl with quote 
Z cup titties <laughs> who was cosplaying. And he's like, he's like, I'm pretty like introverted onto her. And she was part time. of the group that was playing. Like he uh, went with like, three other people. And, uh, he's like, he's like, you better believe like every five feet, we got stopped by dudes to ask to take pictures, but then us to be standing aside. And right. Right. Can you guys please just move her, just her. Yeah. Cause was and, he also dressed up? He did cosplay two of the days, I believe. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So, so their whole crew was involved, but they obviously yes. were targeting someone within the crew. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she even changed her. And are these not the real, story. but I mean, are they like part they're, they're of. Na- apparently natural, right? And uh, and he refuses to send me a picture because I'm like, you can't make a claim like that. And then. Especially to you. Come on. Bro. <laughs> um, um, we all got to see this. But, so he uh, didn't know that. He, so he knew like one person in the group or they're from they're all I, I believe from his uh board game meetup that he goes to so he has a meetup.com okay. group just like how we first found uh Armor right, right, County. Right. and um so he's made friends through that too so he had a parent again uh <laughs> he's probably not listening but he's told me like there was kind of a general like life changes happen and there was kind of a culling of his like longer term friends like something like i you know i've asked him he's like nothing in particular, but like he yeah, talked just, about it on the preserve on uh, yeah. No Guts of Glory. He's like when in the first episode, he's like, there was just a period where like I had no friends anymore and I just got mm. really depressed. And that's yeah. when he started reading Berserk. So uh but yeah, he's made a lot of friends with um his uh, board game group. So designing his own board game. Oh, excuse you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well this dumb cat goes in and out of the room every Five time to carve, here. time to put a little kitty door in that door. Yeah, I wish, I wish. Uh, with a electric fence option. <laughs> <laughs> she gets too close. Um, but uh, yeah, No Gets No Glory is on its own podcast feed. Uh, unfortunately, on Apple Podcasts, despite me updating it four different times, um, with the qualifications that it's supposed to have, uh, right. the size size minimum, the, the dots per square inch, like all the shit, um, it's, they're like, oh, then you can just go into your RSS feed and edit the XML. And I'm like, well, I can't do that because our hosting file doesn't, it, our host, our hosting service creates it itself, you know what right. I mean? So anyway, but the, the biggest thing might be for, they're like, if it doesn't change, make sure to go into the Apple podcast, connect and refresh the feed. Yeah, I'll so do that again. Cause change, I've done that multiple times, but. And shout out to Paul because I. I did a shitty version of, cause I don't have Photoshop right now. So I did a shitty version of making it bigger mm. uh, where I just kind of stretched it out and it actually looks fine <laughs> on small images. But yeah. then uh, he ended up sending an actual um, clean, you know, copy version, of that larger yeah. canvas size. So I'm going to replace that tonight too, but yeah, I don't know uh, why it's not. Yeah. But unfortunately on Apple podcasts, if you're listening there, you're still going to have the kind of shitty placeholder sketch that we first put on. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh but yeah, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere else, it's got the um, the nice logo that uh, Paul designed for us. Uh, longtime listener of the show. So shout out to Paul. See. And um, yeah, head over to blackholesupplycompany.com for that probing ancient aliens merchandise, disc golf discs. Yeah, someone bought a shirt, I think, a week or two ago, actually. I totally forgot about that as well. Oh. A probing shirt or disc golf shirt? Pro- probing. Oh, nice. Uh, and if you're in the Southern California area in old Orange County... Uh, not Old Orange, which is an area in the city of Orange, which is in Orange County. Yes, confusing. But, uh, <laughs> mostly <laughs> antique shops and um, uh, restaurants. Yeah, restaurants and bars. Uh, but yeah, if you're in uh, Southern California, head over to uh, Cape and Cowl Collectibles at 9525 Garfield Avenue, Suite C2 in, again, Fountain Valley, California. 
just a hop, skip, and a jump from old Mickey Mouse land itself. Uh, which we'll get to that in just a little bit with Steve here. But um, <laughs> we have no new uh, positive reviews in the reaching for the, or for the Reaching for the Stars segment, but we're going to ask all you little prolapsterauts out there to head over to your favorite podcast service of choice. Um, especially, go, hey, go over to Spotify and uh, do those Q&As, which they launched. So it's basic, basically, it's leaving a little review for the episode in the form of a, right. a question or an answer to a question. Um, and the default can we question. ask questions? I forgot if you can yeah, log you can, in. We and, can write our own questions. So for we it. should write some goofy, goofy things for both yeah, yeah. shows, I believe. Yeah. How many uh, <laughs> cubic, uh, how many cc's of semen can you keep in your stomach without vomiting? Remember that yes, guy? Yes. That weird Twitter oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your level <laughs> of this many cc's of it? I was like, whatever. But uh, what's your MP uh, D levels <laughs> at? <laughs> Um, oh, the goddess Rain is on Twitch saying, "Hey guys, wanted to let you know that your audio is pretty low, which is weird because it's pretty um, fine on Twitch here. It's and we're going green on oh, both of them. For me. Yeah, yeah, mine too. for me. But um, but huh. my volume is where it's always at. Yeah, you sound normal on my end too. We've, so. we've had this with Twitch before too, where some people's yeah. it's weird. So yeah, things a little wonky out there. But we'll we'll check it in post because um, yeah." Uh, if um well, well in post it should it should it should be something about going into how's that did i just twitch. change something i just changed does that sound better so you can boost your twitch level because you're high so you can I drag that little that. thing okay yeah. yeah but then william kuzby my wife she said right. sounds fine so it's, okay well what is it could uh, be a bad y- ymmv your mileage may vary they would always say on right Netflix. right <laughs> Uh, but I did. It was down a half a notch, which I've never adjusted. So yeah, of course. Now it's almost peaking in yellow section a little bit. Sometimes yeah, you want it to be up in the yellows, fine a little bit, not too much, because then you start getting the red, and then that's bad. It's just on the first little pixel of yellow. Perfect. Perfect. Box, say it like that. So, um, but um, but yeah, the uh, we have no new reviews. But yeah, sorry. Go over to Spotify. You can leave star ratings on Spotify as well, which would be great. Uh, that'll help us get found in algorithms and search results and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you can leave those um, uh, answers to those questions, which are the default questions. Just how did you like the episode? So it's, it's a review. So yeah, it's yeah. per episode and that is on Spotify exclusively, but Spotify is quickly kind of almost equaling Apple podcast as our listener base, especially on, it might even be more than Apple podcast for no guts, no glory at this point. Mm. No advertising mm. right into, I keep forgetting that too. I'm like, I got to just go into those fucking Reddit threads and those and just say, hey, just posting this. If you guys want a podcast, like, here you go. But well, and uh, we also can start a handle, which I haven't. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Got to do an Instagram. IG. Uh, but um, but anyway, um, any news? I haven't really. Um, I, mean, I guess I have news directly related to tonight's episode, but it's. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was too much. I feel like maybe something happened, but now I can't remember. So, well, now there's a whole big thing that Italy's claiming they had a Roswell incident 14 years prior to mm. our Roswell incident. Uh, people are literally posting aliens first crashed 14 years prior in Europe or Italy mm. or whatever, or Spain. One of the two, it's Italy or Spain. I think. <laughs> one of those all the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're all floppy parts hanging out in the Atlantic. <laughs> They're either eating, you know, pancetta or fucking, uh, yeah. you know, that poor, that ham on they got over there. You know? Right, right, right. It's all sliced the same to me. <laughs> I love those Spanish Cuban sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're telling me uh, there's not a taco in this whole peninsula? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, volume's all all the same for both of us. So yeah. that's very odd. Uh, but yeah, I always check the um, you know the audio after we export and everything. So yeah, and visually this. The audio here is looking fine, yeah. and I'm hearing you fine. So, so but sorry, the goddess rain. But yeah, the the episode itself should be fine once we post it. Um, if you can't listen to the whole thing on Twitch, or if you can't hear me on Twitch, but um, yeah, my only news was really like uh, I am currently reading my fourth Anthony Peak book, <laughs> which is uh, which is the life of Philip K. Dick, the man who remembered the future. So I think I'm only like probably. 25% through it or something like that. Mm. It's like, it's just, it's the longest book of his that I've listened to so far. It's like 12 hours and some, Okay, um, but, uh, but it is, it's, it's really interesting. Cause I'd never, I never knew anything other than his, some of his works, you know, like obviously like uh blade runner or what the book it was based on was do Android stream yeah. electric sheep. Um, and cause it, no, there's no mention of the word blade runner in the entire thing, hmm. which is kind of funny, but yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of a long name to Android's dream of electric sheep for, right, for, right, a, for a movie. movie. So, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, learning that he died, uh, very Bruce Lee, like he died before the most popular movie of his, of his creation kind of, or right. something from his work came out. So, cause Bruce Lee died right before he, fi- I think he saw enter the dragon, mm. uh, like a final cut of it or close to final cut, but he died before the premiere. But, um, but anyway, so, um, it's yeah, it's really good. It's it's part biography. I'm still in the biography section, which is a lot of what um, this episode of Open Minds, all one word, which is really annoying, um, talks about. But uh, so there's like a biography. Then it goes into his interesting, unique neurological incidents, which they do touch on in this episode uh, when he, you know, this this entity called Vallis makes contact with him, and he starts living his life. The last 10 years of his life with this um information or this voice talking to him communicating him uh, communicating mm-hmm. with him and uh, and telling him things that he shouldn't know even giving him like ideas for stories and anthony peak is interested in him a because he's an interesting guy but also um he is a very prominent example of someone that could be uh that could be portraying a lot of the stuff anthony peak um, is theorizing about so right the, the Damon Eidolon hypothesis especially which we went into in a lot of detail the last episode um, which was the you know that Lilu Lilu Dallas multipass right, right, or right. whatever with Anthony <laughs> Peak uh, the last episode on this feed so um, so basically that you have a a higher self that is eternal that 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 is the it's the video game player and the ego self that you and I and Steve are right now recording this are the Eidolon self uh, as right. opposed to the demon self. Right, um, right. So it's our lower self. It's the, it's the lower self that exists on linear time. The higher self exists in orthogonal time. I'm in my player one era right now. Right. Okay. <laughs> A big main <laughs> character energy. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, um, but his whole theory is that a, that that exists, that there is a, you know, everyone's guardian angel, everyone's higher self that you can, you know, communicate with in meditation or things like that. People that are having psychedelic trips who sometimes meet versions of themselves or even paranormal phenomena like the doppelganger phenomena that lots of people experienced um, is this um, daemon version of yourself, this eternal version that actually knows um, what's going to happen next because this daemon 
is the only it's it's living inside your right brain hemisphere basically uh which has been tested with science and all this stuff and he goes through all this in his books and in our podcast we talked about or in our covering of him at uh, contact in the desert um all sorts of evidence for this and uh and 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 the evidence pointing to people that have certain um brain abnormalities like suffering from classic migraines people that have temporal lobe epilepsy um, Alzheimer's, a lot of these mental, um, sorry, just physical problems with the brain all do a similar thing, which is cutting off or messing with the communication between the two hemispheres of the brain. And therefore this independent consciousness can come out in tests and things like that too, when those, the two halves of your brain are split. So that's kind of the, that's the premise. And then also his other premise is, so there's, there's, there's that whole thing, the Damon Eidolon dyad. You have a higher self in you. Uh, the other part of that is that your consciousness, that consciousness as a quantum energy source can technically never die like your physical body can. And so right. um, his whole cheating the ferryman hypothesis is that you're, you'll never actually pay Karen, uh, you know, an angry Karen at Starbucks, you know, just to shut right. her up. No, you'll never pay Karen, C-H-A-R-O-N, who is the classic Greek ferryman of the River Styx. Like when you die, he'll take you across the River Styx to Tartarus or Elysium. You know, Tartarus is the right. is, ha- is Hades. The heck. Uh, you know, the, the scary, yeah. fiery place. Um, or what he loves about the the Greek, that Greek myth and that the, the philosophy of Greek death uh, is that there is another river that you can also go into that they don't talk about that much, which is a river of forgetting and then you get to go live your life over again, but you're not allowed to remember anything from your previous life. And so he says that ultimately that that is what happens that your consciousness enters another or projects out another reality, right? Because all time is infinite and happening all at the same time. And we're just experiencing this time over and over and over and over. Right. And everyone's doing that. So then there's a lot of question of how does that interact with each other? And that's part of like a video game, right? Like if we're all playing in an MMO nonstop, um, there's things we can watch out for no for, but then (laughs) MMO MPD. Yeah. (laughs) That's where the CIA is. Um, But yeah, there's going to be variables and things that's like just going to change every time, even though we might know what's going to happen. Or like you said, there's reasons you should die and and that is important right to die at a certain time right because it's yes. not like just can you get to the end without yeah, dying it's like can you get longer. to your goal you know <laughs> exactly, yeah. of what your whatever quote unquote purpose is yeah um uh what's her face um oh god i just I literally just had it in my head uh the french the very young french female knight um who had voices in her head. Yes, Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, that's it. Yes, the great Lawrence <laughs> of Arabia. Uh, Florence oh my God, I forgot uh, uh, Joan of Arc. There Joan of Arc, there we go. Um, Joan of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you, William Cusby. But uh, yeah, uh, Joan of Arc is another example of someone that he thinks has evidence for classic migraine symptoms where people experience this aura, this migraine aura. And their perception of time slows down and he, and he explains all the science of why that's happening and all that stuff and how it can tie in to having this event, which triggers something where your right brain, this, the consciousness in your right brain is now talking to your um, consciousness in your left brain. And so, which is your kind of ego self. Right. Yeah. And um, she's an example, Philip K. Dick, he thinks is, is an example. So, and I actually kind of like that 
they didn't get too late into his life in this um episode but uh uh because like not that i oh it's gonna spoil the book for me but i'm interested now to really get into the the meat of the book because this this episode basically summarized almost up to the point exactly where i am mm. in the audiobook oh, okay, which is cool. yeah. um but uh because obviously it's in much more detail but um but yeah um that was the news that i'm reading this book <laughs> that'll that'll kick us off but let's do a quick how you doing steve how you doing joey how you doing steve I'm doing okay. Uh, it's been a big week uh, out in Florida um, visiting. You look very the, hot and moist in your Instagram content. Yes, the old father-in-law. But um, yeah, stayed with them for about a week, which uh, was really fun. Uh, Florida, much. I've been out there eh, a couple times. And yeah, we visited last time uh, with my wife's uh, dad uh, for a few days and had had a good time, but didn't get to do a ton of stuff where this time we were there for over a week. Um, so yeah, we did all, all the stuff we went on an airboat Mm -hmm. and then that guy was flying around. We went to Gatorland hit of the trip. Everyone said that was their favorite thing we did all week. (laughs) I also, Uh, I also, I also know that you guys went and voted against abortion rights for women. Um, we did that. That, that was right off the plane. I uh, yeah. changed citizenship and threw that ballot right in there. You said to your um, wife, I'm not going unless there is a ballot box. Yeah. <laughs> those little stairs on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, later I found it was a shoe box and <laughs> just got thrown away. <laughs> I felt like I did something. Um, but yeah, Gatorland, highly recommend. It sounds like a goofy roadside <laughs> yeah, yeah. attraction, but um, no, it's a really well-built like zoo, basically. Oh, nice. It started as the Florida Conservatory, and it just went through a couple name changes early a in its much life. Much nicer back in, name, less marketable name for sure than Gatorland, but right. Well, this was like back in the fifties, and like no one showed up, and then they called it Snake Village, and no one showed up because no one wants to be around a bunch of snakes. Right. <laughs> so then the guy's wife is like, "Just, just make it easy and call it Gatorland," and then it's been that ever since. But yeah, they have like. <laughs> you know, they're part of the conservatory for alligators because they were almost uh, uh, they were on the endangered list at one point. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, the yeah. American gator. Mm-hmm. So now there's like over two million and they, you know, they're in Gatorland you know, gator specifically. <laughs> You're watching uh, the yeah, they aren't cutting them up and cooking them and making. Yeah, you, know, you can't buy a suitcase you know, at the door or whatever. But uh, no, really, really well, well put together cool. place. A lot of fun. Um, My sister, when she was there. A lot of birds, oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, shoulders she and heads and things. I think she's been twice now. <laughs> oh wow, okay, yeah, that is a Suncoast Geek, aka West Coast Nerd's favorite uh, destination oh, nice. as well. Wow. Um, so we did that. We did Epcot. Went over to Disney, uh, and yeah, did Epcot. As the East Coasters There's, say Disney. They don't ever say yeah, Disney that's your favorite World land, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some almost puking that happened uh, twice. So. From you? Uh, people within the group, me, I did almost puke at one point. Whoa. Um, I don't know. Have you been on that like mission to Mars ride that they have there? So you walk in, we did the big ball. Yeah. So the big ball is like a mellow, whatever, like history of time. Cause Epcot, it's like expedition space planet. Something it's like, it's like a acronym or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, it it stands for like, like spaceship earth. Like if you look up what is. Epcot mean it's some all those letters mean something yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or it's a phrase or whatever so those so the everything there is like futuristic and like you know community based and science better yeah, that things science and innovations kind of thing yeah. yeah so that thing's a simulator that Mars right 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 yeah and I didn't know 
<laughs> what that meant because I thought it was a, a stimulator, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but you literally sit in it, and there's like an aggressive route or a less aggressive version. So we went on the aggressive one. So I was like, I don't know, oh. it's Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking baby uh, rides. Well, know? and my my oh. wife's dad's like, no, I think it just like vibrates or something, and you're just like fake <laughs> doing something. Um, so we get there. My wife fails because she doesn't do well with some of that stuff. And like, they literally kept saying, if you feel sickness, if you feel sick, like don't mm. go. So she's like, all right, I'm just, I'm going to listen to my Damon and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and not do this. So I did it and like right away I almost puked because I was like hungry. <laughs> and it's like, see, it's yeah. a giant centrifuge. I didn't realize. Oh, so the, the simulation cool. of you blasting off. So it has this shitty bent, like zoom in thing. That's supposed to be like 3d ish. But you're not wearing goggles and that's mm-hmm. like in your face and they're like, don't close your eyes. Don't look to the side. So I'm like, okay, that's going to make oh, wow. things worse. And it, you're taking off and I, I thought I was going to puke and I realized, oh, it's because you're spinning like yeah, super yeah. fast and that's what's creating the these G forces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And there's like literally puke bags in the freaking thing next to you. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And then like visually it's all fucked up because of that. And it was just like, oh my God. So wow. that's like, <laughs> went from that and then we did test track which is like cars land for anyone who oh, hasn't yeah, been to yeah. Epcot which that's fine yeah uh, and then we went on Guardians of the Galaxy the latest ride that's less oh, than a okay. year about a year old um not the same as the repurposed uh tower of no, terror no this is yeah like a fully built out new ride so oh, nice. this one um later we found out is the only ride in Disneyland that has open trash cans in the exit that's because a lot of people puke getting oh, off. This wow. Ride. <laughs> wow. Um, so this is like star or uh, space mountain on steroids. Oh, wow. So it's like Dang. space mountain where you're like flying through the dark on a yeah. roller coaster. And like the premise, everything's super cool. I was fine, but the rest of the party was not for quite a while or not quite a while, but long enough to be like, uh, they probably sh- they definitely shouldn't have done that. Was this like a couple um, hours after the uh, simulate the Mars mission? No, Mars? this was like back to back. So we went Mars <laughs> and then test track. We walked right on because we did single rider. And wow. then to to because for wow. this dump guardian thing, it's still the virtual queue. So at like seven in the morning, you have to join oh, the line and then they just call you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but so not only is it this like fast inside roller coaster, um, because basically it's like in Guardians, they have that time or the warp channels, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically something happens and you get sucked into the warp thing and you're like going through all these warps and like space to like battle yeah, this thing. Yeah. So not only is that roller coaster going, but then the, you're sitting in a thing that also spins. Oh God. So Didn't it's like you you're dropping. Oktoberfest, that ride that you and Sarah on. Right. So you like the whole time drop too. and it like turns. So it feels like you're like floating on a jet pack, right? Cause you're like no, no, no. turning and then that's turning. And then like all these dips and dives. Um, really fun but just very intense yeah uh, so those were I'll the high moments okay. and then <laughs> then after that yeah it, like, the rest of epcot is like super duper tame like you go on yeah, a ride that, called the land you're talking about yeah. all these thrill rides which like i haven't been since 2011 and those are all yeah. not there when i was well, there. i think that mission to mars one's been there a long time but you oh, guys okay. might have just skipped yeah, it because it's in a weird part anyways um but yeah then we did all the um the world areas there are the world, you know, showcase the dinosaur, the dinosaur world. Is that over there too? Like a kid's dinosaur area or no, is that a different park? That might that be, might the, be something different. That might be the that might um, animal King studios or one or something. Yeah. But, oh, uh, right. Right. Yeah. But, uh, can't remember. But yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. We, cause they always have these like festivals and they're like all year round. There's like 
So it was like the garden fest. So then they have their little boots right, right. at each land to get the quick bites of like, which are reasonably priced, like five to six dollars, seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. Little plates yeah, and drinks. Florida, and they, yeah, Florida Disney parks are are they're expensive, but not as much as Disney yeah. No, when I was like, holy shit, like that <laughs> was cheaper. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we did all that, and then yeah, did some beach action. Got in some disc golf, which oh, that was right. the wettest I've ever felt because it was just so <laughs> hot and humid. Mm-hmm. To where I brought a towel and then totally forgot to bring it on the course. I packed it. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, my hand, like this is where it's like you need, uh, you see all the players with chalk bags. Like this is an yes. area you need chalk bags for sure. Cause my yeah, hands yeah. just, this just started slipping out like the back nine. Cause I just couldn't get my hands dry. Yeah. <laughs> so dry. Um, but it was still a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, you know, just hanging out. Florida Sparky who hit you up, I think. Oh, yeah. Florida Sparky uh, yeah. on the old black hole. Uh, so I'm assuming he's an electrician out there, but that was his local course, I guess. So nice. uh, said he's a fan of the show, follows Black Hole and plays disc golf. So top fan there. Uh, Bo Bandy drove past where I was and sent me a picture of the exit sign. Oh, so nice. he was up in the area. Uh, and then the only bad thing of the trip was our flight was supposed to leave at eight o'clock Florida time at night. Mm. And it left at four in the morning. Oh, so <laughs> you guys were, we're supposed to get in at 10 o'clock at night. Oh man. West coast time. We got in at six 30. <laughs> so that was a bit rough. Oh, wow. uh, Cause it was like, Oh yeah, we'll get home Saturday night, get home, go to bed Sunday, chill out. Yeah, and it was yeah. just like Ugh. basically up for 24 hours. Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. <laughs> you're all whacked out, but that was the only kind of downside. But outside of can, that, can you or your wife, I can't remember. I can't remember with our Germany trip, but those were very nice seats. Can yeah. you or your wife sleep on planes? Yeah. I mean, you kind of nod off, but the flight's only four and a half hours. So it's like, right even whatever sleep you get. I kind of was like juiced enough to like be up for a few hours when we got home, but definitely napped and then went to bed. And then even today was like a little wonky feeling. I envy Sarah, my wife, because she, she can literally the second, the second the the plane starts humming. Right. She has her little, little, you know, neck pillow or whatever. She's got, which I forgot that for my whole flight. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, But yeah, so doing that and then, Got some Catalina action coming up at the end of the month here. So another oh, day. Right. Catalina Sands Comic Con. Yeah, not right. doing the Comic Con part of the trip, uh, but not going to miss that either. Nice. So going over how about you, Joe? How Nacho about you? flows <laughs> big Olaf Nacho house. Over See, there. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just big Olaf's, right? Or big Olaf's, but then there's this big fat ass name. I can't remember. Uh, Nacho Joe. <laughs> Nacho Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's his face? Who lives over there? Night Beacon Lights, who lives over there, has been uh, tracking yes. his location. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, which that guy started his own Uber Eats and eats the food on the way. <laughs> Wait, what? He, he he started his own food delivery service like during oh, COVID. Okay. But I almost said our per- friend's name, but the person's like, no, he's known for eating part of your food before it gets there. <laughs> Oh, I got it. Okay. I thought you were saying Night Beacon started. His no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, what kind of business? The mod? big fat ass Nacho King. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> got it, got it, got yeah. it. There are times when I wonder, did something actually get forgotten or did this dickhead driving steal it? Well, you now they, they, tape, they tape, the good ones tape your bag shut exactly. so they can't get yeah, in there. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Tamper proof. Um so. Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing, Joel? Um, nothing too big in the way of updates. Um, about halfway through my first quarter of school, which is crazy. So there are assignments kind of uh, piling up. Um, a lot of group work, which I briefly talked about last time, which is a little hit or miss. But um, 
sometimes the project just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem to add anything to be doing group work with it. It's very mm. strange, but um, they're also trying to get you to just in, in, you know, in a, in a helping profession in general, where you're meddling with people's lives, they want you to be good at consistently consulting with your colleagues or supervisors or something. Cause it's like, Hey, this is a complicated situation. What do you think? Kind of thing as opposed right. to operating as a, a lone wolf independent. But, yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, it's going good. I got confirmed. Um, got confirmed with my classes. No, I got take communion or whatever. My, um, uh, picking out my. Uh, I was gonna say my keys in the air. Totally different. Uh, my mini skirt. Right. Um, uh, I got confirmed for my field internship in September. Mm. Like officially, where will that pretty be? Much. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a. Um, it's a homeless shelter program with three tiers of emergency emergency shelters, temporary housing, and permanent housing. So, so you get um, to go hang out with Gary's. Yes, and I'll be working. Because you have to go on site, right? To, oh yeah, like I'll be yeah. working. That's part of what I like is that I'm going to be working cases because the the gal that um, is one of the directors, but there, not like a detective smoking cigarettes. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not going like undercover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be working this case. I got to get in there. Oh, and one more thing. Yeah, <laughs> I see those pizza crusts over there. Where the fuck you get them? I know you can't. Give me afford. two meatball subs. <laughs> Give me two. Give me two. I'm in temporary housing, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I would like a sandwich as well. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to get subs for myself, yeah. sir. Um, you said you were going to bring them over, but then I see that the bag has been tampered <laughs> with and bring where those sandwiches now, are. Did you forget it or did burping, you? Yeah. And it I smells can smell like the garlic. Yeah. <laughs> I smell meatball subs. That was a bit on uh, Upright Citizens Brigade where the. Oh, the yeah. Nazi HOA people were going <laughs> after right. the fat people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, and yeah, part of what was good about this location was uh, this location, as Zach Bagans would say, uh, is that, yeah, the the director gal, she's like, I was worried that it would be like, you know, kind of like, oh, just pushing papers and, you know, fucking <laughs> making shoebox ballot boxes and things right. like that for airports and whatever but no she's like i want people the interns out there uh not to scare them but to be like this is real casework and if you want to be in this field you're going to be doing this so do you want to do this or not kind of thing yeah. it's like you know you're going to be interacting with people who you know are having either having tough times or their their emotional intelligence is at like 13 years old and so mm. it's like oh you think like hey your lease agreement uh said you have to have trash cans in the house and empty your bags in this dumpster right, like right, right. so it's a lot of stuff like that and then also there's going to be times where it's like you know women and their kid who need temporary housing because they're escaping an abusive husband or boyfriend or right. something so they're living some so i'll be doing the <laughs> focusing on mostly that middle the transitionary housing thing so transformers housing really right 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 how the apartments themselves will turn into big robots but, yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah that starts kind of mid-september so okay uh, cool. excited for that but um um yeah other than that uh no other major news uh, nice yeah um and i think yeah since we kind of proto teed it yeah. up we can, we can jump into jump a little uh, step scanning the future with philip k dick featuring anthony peak um now first things first quick introduction again to philip k dick 
big old sci-fi writer. He's won a billion Hugo awards and all sorts of stuff. Uh, again, you would know uh, Blade Runner. You would know Minority Report. Right. Uh, you would know The Man in the High Castle, uh, which was for the first couple seasons one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. And then the showrunner and half the crew uh, left or mm. something because they, they were yeah, going to cancel yeah. it and then they brought it back. So then there was like a whole new crew. Last season is, it's not like the t- most terrible TV ever, but it just, ugh, it was like, it was like as good as Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or whatever. Those yeah, first yeah. Of I think we watched like the first main arc wrap up. Um, sorry, I left out Mexican food. That's fine. Just, that's, you can give this. Can I throw it out? No, this is still good. This is chicharrones. <laughs> so. A good goddamn is okay. Yeah. Well, I'll show the there's a Twitch, Twitch exclusive here. Um, All you ASMR freaks out there, yeah. get ready to come. I went to my favorite little taco stand and got tacos, but then they have these like giant chicharrones. Oh wow, where it's now got that meat on there still. Here we go. Sorry, here you guys can get a little, little taste here. Oh yeah. Oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> the the doughboys uh they always make fun of the people that write in because they're they're disgusted and say that they have a true disorder that makes it extremely unpleasant to listen to people chewing oh and yeah well and so they always imitate them they're like excuse me i have misophonia and i really can't it really makes me physically ill and makes me dizzy when you, the doughboys are chewing their food on camera can you please stop like but it's funny because they're but usually they don't so, like, listen to the show right they're, they're usually so like trying to be understanding and cool and you know respectful of everyone and then they just make fun of those people yeah. well i mean that one's like yeah like you're it's listening like, okay. to a show about yeah. food where they're eating food like i can't which is exactly what they say they're like well i'm sorry this is a food yeah, podcast then- <laughs> eating food but right, right right yeah but um uh but yeah so Sorry. uh no it's uh blade runner minority report man in the high castle um l- tons of short stories um which i just i started watching a few episodes the other night uh, an amazon prime show that i forgot existed because it came out in 2018 but it's called electric dreams and it's it's a bunch of adaptations of short stories of philip k dick stories oh, okay so, cool uh, so it's very like um, Black Mirror, but it's a lot, but like not a lot more, but there are, there's a little bit more hope and positivity in some of the stories as opposed to being mm-hmm. very, almost all the time, very dark and, yeah. and holistic almost. Which we watched the latest season of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Not very good. Oh, really? I never really watched the first ones either, <laughs> but my wife was very into them. So we're like, she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you got to watch. It's like, they're like Twilight Zone, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. Where this season it was just like Tales from the Crypt. Oh. Like it was just everything's almost? a scary thing. Oh not weird. like any the very first episode was really good and I was like, a, oh, this could happen. This is crazy. But after that, it's just like they scary push more of a stuff. Horror, kind of a horror like vibe to it. Yeah, yeah it yeah. just it was done. It was like, all right, these, I mean, these are fine, but yeah. Because a lot of times the I most need to watch those other ones because everyone shits their pants and says. Well, and and but, um, piece of advice: I don't know if you ever watched the very, very first episode. Literally everyone that I told that my because my wife and I watched. Hey, season one, episode one. We're gonna watch it, and it's no. it's an episode. Whatever. I'm not. It's spoiler alert. It's whatever. But no. the, the premise is the prime minister of England um, <laughs> uh, gets blackmailed by uh, an anonymous terrorist. Who has kidnapped the princess or a duchess or something and in order to free her and not have her get killed 
um, on live TV, the president has to fuck a pig and come in it. That is the right. first episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> and people say it is the worst episode of Black mm. Mirror. And it turns people off right. from watching it because you have to sit there and watch this guy. I remember half watching it drunk stuff. late at night with like oh. um, fart birth Josh and these people. And we're like, no, <laughs> we just stopped. Or we're like, I don't know. This show sucks. Yeah. And, and, and everyone said that is like the worst episode. It was like the worst choice ever to pick as a series premiere. And I remember the reviews saying that too. They're like the standout in a bad way is the first episode. So just skip mm-hmm. to episode two. Right. So we've always been meaning to go back to it because there's so many apparently cool episodes that people like yeah, yeah, yeah. themed classics, you know. But yeah, um, but yeah. But Electric Dreams um, is is really fascinating. Just sci-fi, you know, hour long episodes, mm-hmm. um, and it's great because it's just one and done too. But they're very rich. Yeah. I watched three episodes in a row. Very rich. They move really well. They have some good stars in who like uh, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad is in one of them. Things like that. Okay. So, um, and it's an Amazon Prime show, so it's included right, with right. Prime on the yeah, the yeah. App. So no extra charge. Um, but uh, yeah, but he's you know Philip K. Dick has written like I think it's like 140 something short stories and dozens of novels and all that stuff. He tried to also write mainstream novels in the 50s, mm-hmm. uh, but they but they were never published until he was like uber popular in the 70s. When his publisher was like, "Oh, sure, we'll just fucking release these now because who cares? He's already made us, you know, right. billions of dollars." But, um, and a lot of those were about like, you know, trouble with marriage and home and like all in family dynamics and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, super prolific author. Um, obviously, you know, most of us have seen Minority Report and Blade Runner, uh, yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. One of you and Matt's just go to anytime. Yeah movies to have just throw that on, on even an hour in i'm gonna just sit down and watch it yeah more like <laughs> philip k interlaced you know yes uh, <laughs> oh, i have but it, what's, interesting, though, M- <laughs> what's interesting is DK. that that uh like kind of famously the original blade runner movie by ridley scott uh philip k dick when he saw that first cut of it he thought it was amazing for mostly from how they represented the future LA or San Francisco or right, whatever just visually or whatever. Yeah. Like he was like, Oh my God, this was, they took like the, you know, designs right out of my head. But, um, my sister, uh, Ashley read the actual book for a class in college. Mm. She was like, Oh my God, it's so different. Even like in tone, it's like super different. Mm. It's still kind of a noir detective thing, but it's just very different. Yeah. So, um, but apparently Blade Runner 2049 the the writers and producers they really oh, wanted to get those themes from the original story so a lot of mm-hmm. like, thematically it's a lot closer to the original novel okay. which the original Blade Runner was based on so right right um but uh like the a lot of the original novel was like it was much more simple than the original Blade Runner movie where like a lot of it was just like to have any sort of status people rich people try to buy real animals because you know android animals you can get made or whatever and they do the same thing you have a real just the rare thing to have prestige thing because everything's extinct and so um but that's like a lot of the book (laughs) like (laughs) decker's entire goal the main character is Mm -hmm. doing this job so he can afford a real animal to try to like save his failing marriage like for his Uh, right which is like kind of goofy sounding but in the context of the book it's you know it it works it works yeah (laughs) um but uh but anyway uh any other 
any other Philip K. Dick stuff that you know of or interacted with over? The I mean, years? no. Again, I didn't really know who he was until they're like, oh, he did all these books. I'm like, I didn't know those were all <laughs> the same yeah. person. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, more your mom, insightful that way. She always made you pronounce it Philip K. Penis because you can't, you couldn't. Exactly. No swearing in this house. Exactly. No swearing. Uh, and I said, I have big MPP. <laughs> uh, what was it? Maximum peak penis then? Maximum yes, peak dick? I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maximum, yeah, peak. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's PP. Right. Yeah, yeah. Max peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's somehow grosser. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I just did the... Uh, I did the kid from Back to the Future three. No, I did the thing that the kid does in Back to the Future three. Oh, the, where he's uh, pointing at his yeah pee yeah. because he has to go pee pee, <laughs> and then flips the camera off. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so a lot. Of, you know, I mean, Philip K. Dick is a massive author, um, and again, Anthony Peake is interested in him because he shows a lot of those um, classic signs of his various theories that, you know, again, mm-hmm. these mental, um, physic, you know, these brain issues, um, can kind of help you skip over having to do like DMT or meditating, you know, very deeply right. for years or whatever, um, Be or creative or expanded yes. mind kind of deal. Yes. Yeah. And, and some people just naturally seem to, you know, hyper creative people, whether they have them or not seem to be more in touch with what their Damon is saying to them. Right. Um, their higher self. And, and again, he, t- he, the first, th- I think the first like slide he showed when he introduced it in the contact in the desert, uh, presentation was like how, look at all these different cultures that are very isolated from each other that all have a version of here is a part of your soul that is a higher eternal self. And here is the self that is you every day in your day to day existence. So yeah, it's pretty common in most, philosophies even the the christian like the father the son and the holy ghost it's a triad in that case but um but but technically you are not god so that you actually are only the lower two like you know the son all that kind of thing so um anyway but we won't go into too much of that but enough to have context here but philip k dick is because he's so prolific anthony peak is like well holy shit i have a billion pieces of evidence of what was going on in his mind mm-hmm. um, in his books. And then he, because he went to his editor, someone said like, Hey, you should write about him or something. Yes. Right. Is what they talked yeah. about in the interview. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. They were saying like, um, he was talking to, to yeah, his editor about Philip K. Dick and they're like, Hey, like people haven't done a biography on him for a very long time. So it's actually mm-hmm. the, the industry is kind of ripe for a new something. take on a Philip K. Dick biography. So, right. Um, and he's like, and he's, and his editor said, and a lot of the shit you talk about, is similar to stuff that happened in his life in the sense that he had this other entity that he later named Valis, which stands for vast um, autonomous learning oh, yeah. system, system or something like that. And he wrote a novel called Valis. It's like a second to last or third to last book before he died about kind of how that came to be through the work of fictional characters. But that's when, when he was, they were talking about, you know, uh fat horse dick or like fat horse um, something. Fat. It's like, it's a yeah, Greek. Yeah, yeah. It's a Greek mix of names that mean Philip Dick, basically, oh, okay. and then yeah. and then he puts himself in the in the story as Philip Dick, and they're representing the higher self and lower Versions, self, yeah. um, you know, d- dyad, and meeting an entity named Sophia, who is the Gnostic, the true Gnostic god of light and existence, as opposed right. to the Gnostic false god, which is what most Christians, Jews, Muslims worship. 
and they yeah. don't realize it's the false god, but it's it's the god of the material world. And this is where like the the Anthony Peaks kind of like other thing where he's he's kind of into simulation theory, but not in the way that like we're plugged into the matrix kind of thing. Right, right. The more platonic, like Plato's um very forward thinking quantum way, which is that we are br- our minds are projecting the reality that we all agree to. It's not right, really right. real. Yeah, yeah. It's interacting with a bunch of quantum particles that don't actually exist. They exist as as values of probability. Like they, right, <laughs> you right. can't really grab one, you know, and see one. Yeah. Um, the same way that light exists as both a wave and a particle. It's not a particle until something decides it should be or decides it needs right, to stay right. away. So, because yeah. Uh, yeah, Plato's cave is basically a bunch of people looking at shadows. They think it's real. Yes. They then get yanked out. Or someone gets away. One of them gets out. And yeah. then they see what really is a tree. Because if they've just been seeing a shadow of a tree, and then that's a tree when it's Whoa, not really women, a tree. Huh? They're hotter yeah. than <laughs> just us dudes in here. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these traps. Um, but then the other part of that is once you re- they the person who escapes tries to rip out the other people yes. in the cave, they actually fight them and try and kill that person because they're he's yes. saying, you know, this isn't real, blah, blah, blah. They think, they but think but that was just a quick, just for people yeah, who yeah. don't know, Plato's No, cave. it's important. Like, they think that he, yeah. you know, they they don't want to admit that the shadows that they've seen projected from, because they can only face one way. They like can many face things in life, right? You know, like a religion, right? If someone, like, this religion's wrong or this way of thinking's wrong, and like, but this is how I've done it my whole life. Right. They almost they feel like I've wasted everything yeah, in that yeah. cave. Right. And so right. they never look back and they never see that it's just a big fire behind them that is right. projecting shadows from a walkway that's going yeah, in front of the fire where people puppets. are purposefully doing shadow puppets and, you know, whatever. And yeah. they think, oh, this is existence. This is the God. This is the people that live in the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's it's all it all is quite literally a matter of perspective, but figuratively as well. But yeah. um, so. Philip K. Dick um, was visited in 1974, I believe. It's like 2374. It's February 3rd, 1974. Um, this this other voice is activated in a more regular communication, I guess, because he was having incidences of this throughout his younger life, too, but just didn't talk about it very much. And in interviews, he straight up said in other interviews, he would he's like, I would just lie to the interviewer and say, I don't know where I get these crazy ideas, because he said that was safer to say than um some what was actually going on right and because he was diagnosed as a schizophrenic and Mm. so but is but but that's why anthony peak stuff so interesting too is it's reframing you know it's it's and he says it in this um episode he's like you know all these labels that that mental illnesses have on them they're always labeling them as it's either if it's not a productive mental issue it's it's destructive and it's like right and yes they all like alzheimer's is destroying your brain matter and things too but Um, it's all of these things are allowing your brain to access different parts of reality than it's used to doing. And it's more, and it's very filtered state that keeps our bodies alive so that we can procreate and not just be distracted by DMT machine elves or something. And then we're not eating or fucking or whatever. So, um, or also (laughs) forgot to ask, uh, on your trip, I saw on Instagram, you got a haircut for the first time in a long time, huh? Got a little trim. Uh, yes. Uh, again, my wife's um, basically stepmom uh, used to do hair and things. So yeah, gave me a trim of the old hair and shaved the old beard down a little bit, nice. cleaned him up, uh, gave me some tips 
for my hair because it was just like, oh, you got to start using strengthening conditioner because mm. she's like, I thought your hair would be longer where it just kind of gets to this length and shits out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, it's probably because it just damaged and it just breaks once it hits oh, that point. So if you start I using see. some strengthening conditioner, mm, split uh, you could even get longer hair. So I was like, <laughs> all right. Every, every fucking hair commercial with kids you're in my age growing up was yeah. about split ends. Everything, yeah, everything was the zoomed in and then the finger oh, going over yes. the like the, <laughs> the tips of the hair. I didn't even know what split oh. ends were. Nope, I did not know. It wasn't until like yeah, my yeah. teens when I'd seen those commercials for years when right. my sister or mom actually showed me, oh, look, here's yeah. an actual, my hair is split in half at the end, right? yeah. which means it's dry and unhealthy and whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Anthony Peake is studying um, Philip K. Dick um, a lot of biographical information here that is interesting enough, but, um, in the sense that like, you know, he had like five different wives, um, throughout his life, various children, he, uh, suffered from agoraphobia. He had, he would have these strange panic attacks where, um, they describe in this episode too, how he would feel like the, the, the space around him, like, you know, if he was in a room, the walls would like close in and then suck out like as if he was like in a bellows like a fire bellows or something and anthony peak that's where he's like that's where i believe he actually had undiagnosed classic migraines because they're not always pain with classic migraines uh but you're having these strange um visual effects and (laughs) uh, and sometimes people like pass out or whatever but um but he's you know anthony peaks like i have that same issue i have pain but like i have the same issue too where there's this right there's this like flowing of your spatial awareness right um yeah and and time slows down and all this weird stuff and so he's agoraphobic he also um a big defining factor in his life and it's actually it's interesting because my wife has when she you know one or two therapists ago that therapist was really into what they talk about in this episode which is the um when you have a twin die either in the womb or just after the womb like there's there's a huge effect that it has on the child's brain and development usually because there's usually a lot of like even though the child doesn't is too young to know what shame is there's this kind of guilt and shame that will come later anyway once you're told especially by philip k dick's mom who never stopped talking about the death of the twin Mm. basically they couldn't afford it goes into more detail in the book i'm reading but they couldn't afford um, proper an apartment with like proper heat, heated water, like all that stuff. And both of the kids weren't taking well to um, they didn't take well to breast milk at all. They couldn't keep it down. And formula was like a very new thing in the 20s <laughs> when he was born. <laughs> yeah. And so the doctor, they kept going back to the doctor to try to mix the proper blend of what goes into a, a baby formula. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and then Philip finally took to it. Um, but then his sister died at like six weeks old and, and they talk about it in this episode where Philip K. Dick lived a life where he basically, and going to the kind of cheating the ferryman hypothesis, he was basically already dead because he had a tombstone. He knew from as soon as he was aware, his tombstone was in a place in Colorado that had his baby sister's name and, you know, birth and death date. And then just his birth date on there waiting for a death date. And so, Um, that's a pretty weird fucked up thing to, to, uh, have to live with too, which was really interesting. But, um, and, and a lot of times he was just kind of struggling with, um, with 
existing. Like he always felt like he was seeing things a different way. Um, he always was doing more like adult things than other kids, not sexually as far as we know, but like <laughs> he like started, he would like start his own newspaper and write stories for his own newspaper because mm-hmm. he got obsessed with um, science fiction magazines and things like that, which is a pretty burgeoning new thing in like the thirties when he was a little kid. But um, so that's, you know, he got a lot of inspiration from that. His parents divorced, his dad left and moved like different parts of the country. Like I think back to the East coast or something. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, a lot of trauma going on in his, in his childhood. And, um, and he like, he, he was, he was too young for world war two. So everyone experienced trauma from world war two, but he never actually had to go, you know, serve in world war two or whatever. Right. 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 Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of that early life was like not standard, but, um, the book goes really deep into like basically every five years of his existence, there's like a whole chapter on it, you know? And so nothing too fascinating for the podcast in general back then other than you know he he thought he was like gay for a minute but then his friend said oh i'll hook you up <laughs> with this girl and then he was like oh shit chicks are really hot and then because he, he was just yeah. nerdy he never kissed anyone till he was like you know 19 or something like that but um classic kind of kind of nerdy sci-fi writer story like he it's funny right. that he's almost like the archetype for sci-fi writers and i didn't realize that until mm-hmm. later on he's basically like george mcfly in in the right, 50s. right right he was even similar age at that point too but um but um uh, oh that's nothing sorry different note for last episode but <laughs> um but yeah so cut to uh or sorry cut to when he's like he's writing short sci-fi short stories throughout the 40s and 50s he gets published in the 50s um but then his publisher's like hey you got to start writing novels so he starts writing novels mm-hmm. uh, and we get some some interesting novels that are like really just kind of like what ifs, but that's what sci-fi was back then because it wasn't right. right. Out and, you know, yeah. Just future he, thinking. Yeah. Right. Like he, he came up with so many of the tropes in sci-fi that, that are mimicked to this day, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, at, but by the sixties and seventies, he got into like the beatnik movement and all this stuff, but he never was really a beatnik and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, by the time you get in the sixties and seventies is when he starts his, his whole like mainstream, trying to write mainstream novels has kind of failed um in the 50s and early 60s he's on his like fourth wife and like all this stuff and uh he's very he's very kind of like uh manic too like he just kind of like will up and leave and make his family come pick him up so it seems like kind of a you know a narcissist too right yeah Yeah. but um but but a lot of uber creative people are but right he starts writing i mean there's themes of it like anthony peak writes in the book and talks about it in this episode like ultimately the core themes of Philip K. Dick's work are duality. So feeling like two different people or like you don't want to be this other person um, or literally later, am I even real or not? Like a lot of Android, like right. Blade Runner is a lot about that. Like the whole thing where, you know, there's four different cuts of the movie all with fa- varying degrees of is Decker actually a replicant or not, you know? Yeah. Um, and are androids actual people? Um, you know, and, and it was really cool. Like there was a line from an interview that he did where he's like, he's like, you know, I, he's like, someday I want to write a book where, um, I can write a story about a man, you know, it, there's like a news story in, in the, in the world of the book and a man gets murdered. Right. And they report on the murder and then somewhere else, uh, a robot gets murdered, but the robot has a beating heart, has a family, has whatever, and people will feel the same about both of them, you know? And so it's this really interesting, like in the future that he's, he was kind of predicting all this future shit too. 
and right. um and and really well it's really interesting all the stuff like you talked about kind of the surveillance state that we live in a lot and in this episode you know uh, they were like, well, yeah, George Orwell did too, but he was like in the military and part of the whole regime that was Actually doing behind that. the scenes a little Whereas bit. Whereas Philip yeah. Dick didn't have any understanding of that. He was just a yeah. kind of a lay person, you know? So, uh, but yeah, he, he's talking about duality a lot and, and which makes sense if he was a schizophrenic, right? Like, like, uh, but, but also he never really had any of the negative impacts of a schizophrenic. Like, yes, he had some trouble with relationships and things, but he didn't like, blow up and fly off the handle very often he wasn't walking around he 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 could always differentiate or knew when he was having a time period when reality was changing or he was hearing things he he mm-hmm. sat there and would go like oh i'm hearing this this is weird right i'm in it but i'm not like but you know a true like a deeply schizophrenic person a paranoid schizophrenic feels like there are voices talking at them and they can't there's so much information coming to their brain that they can't filter it Mm-hmm. And that's just stressful. Like imagine 25 people screaming at you right. and you can't differentiate it or calm down or whatever. It's just going to drive yeah. you insane. But, um, but so he always had these elements and, th- and this is where Anthony peaks. Like, that's why I think that it wasn't just schizophrenia. It was that his Damon, you know, his higher self was talking to him. And, yeah. uh, and, and again, peaks book about him is called the man who remembered the future. Cause especially after, um, 1970, whatever I said, two or three or four, I think is when he has this incident with a woman and, uh, she has a, there's some connection with her, but she has a necklace which has an ancient symbol. It's kind of like the Pisces, the two fish. Um, mm-hmm. that actually used to be an ancient, uh, Oh yeah. Gnostic, um, symbol because the Gnostics were being persecuted by the Christians. And it was you know, only a couple of right, years right, right. ever existed. And they loved Jesus and things, right? And that was a and, fish. And it was still a symbol for Jesus, but like, uh, and I might be butchering this, but basically it was a secret code to say, Hey, I'm a Christian too. And I'm like a Gnostic right. Christian, I think. And so they wouldn't be, per- and, or it might've just been that the Romans didn't Some know weird about thing. Jesus yeah. or something. So there's this other movie you got to watch. though. it's about like, pre-christians but christians like oh these are actually the christians and it was like some group of greeks that were actually not yes. being persecuted or anything right, right, like right. that and i think they talk about the fish and stuff in that yes. too and the bible like, that this is their wrote are still it's still the least edited bible ever is that original greek bible by that it's group something, something yeah and it's like at some point it twisted and they the government's like, oh, this makes sense to rule people. So they took it over and then knock yes. those other people out. It's something weird. I got, I got to look it up, but I'll, I'll send it to you when I yeah, do. Yeah, it. for sure. And we can talk about it here too. But um, yeah. But he, yeah, he has this episode where he's talking to this girl and he, and he was having like a, a, a big like deja vu feel with this meeting this woman. Mm-hmm. And the, he was talking to this girl and she has this necklace and it was kind of a pinkish color to it, I think, of the jewels. And the light reflected on it into his eyes. And it like activated something in his brain where like all he saw was pink light and things like that. And that's when he first started having real episodes where Vallis was talking to him, which he ultimately believed. I think in this episode he talks about it. He ultimately believed it must have been like a satellite that was beaming information right. into his mind. So it was more technology based, which is why he called it. Vallis is that acronym. Yeah, computer I, or whatever thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Peaks like, yeah, he didn't know about my hypothesis because you know, only like philosophies and religions really ever talked about that. And it was never that much of the focus, you know, of this whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, but as an example, he's like, so yeah, then he started writing stories with what this thing would tell him. Uh, some ideas would come from it. 
and eventually he wrote the novel Vallis about his experience about it, which was, you know, pretty close to his death in 82. Um, and, uh, he, um, but he would have episodes in the past, again, some of these possibly migraine episodes or whatever, where he would, he would have these deep senses of deja vu or see things. And then, uh, or, or he'd have these visions like in sometime in like the, in the sixties, uh, one of the parts most like they recently left off in the book last night was, it was cool because he's like, he's like, I had one of my episodes and this was before the necklace thing and all that stuff activated. But he's like, he's like, I stopped. I was like out and just outside and he lived in Marin County for a long time, like above San Francisco. And he's like, I looked out, I looked up in the sky and the sky somehow like opened up and I saw this entity and it had like metal eyes and, you know, teeth that were all the same size, like all any, there's a book called man, the man with teeth, all the same size or something like mm-hmm. that. He wrote. But like he basically said, uh, and it wasn't, but it wasn't, it did. He's like, I, he's like the, I was terrified of it. And, but I knew it was God. And he said, but the right. scary thing is, is that this God was not a good God. Right. And it wasn't even alive. It was almost like it was a machine. He's, and he said, yeah. it wasn't so much looking, but scanning. And it just scanned back and forth and seemed to be scanning its creation. And that's like where he got, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this. That's where he got the idea for a scanner darkly, which was a mm. Keanu Reeves movie in 2006. Yeah, that weird animated thing, right? Yeah. And Sarah and I watched it the other night. Um, and, uh, I haven't um, seen that in forever, but I think I watch it once, maybe twice or something. I watch it once with my older sister at the UC Irvine, like art theater, because it was like the only, only show one or two movies at a time. Right. Right. Uh, oh yeah. I Richard, forgot about that place. Yeah. Richard Linklater movie. Um, I really liked it the second time around and, uh, it's got Robert Downey Jr. And Woody Harrelson in it and all this stuff, but, and, and, uh, Winona Ryder, but, um, uh, and a quick side, <laughs> anyway, he gets the idea for a scanner darkly. Um, uh, from that vision of this this entity that he thinks that this this is the equivalent of the gnostic uh god right that that yahweh is this actual um god with amnesia who who is obsessed with the material world and creating physical beings and is inherently evil but he doesn't know he's evil he thinks that this is what there is um and uh and that sophia who is the true living force of the universe and as a being of pure light with nothing physical um she dreamed of him we've talked about this before she dreams she dreams of wanting to exist in a physical world and, and manifests this but they both forget that they did that basically and mm-hmm. so right uh, this god is like a spoiled kid running rampant and wanting people to worship him and be obsessed with him and all that kind of stuff yeah. and so uh and and dick was really into gnostic philosophy and things like that too you read about kabbalah yeah. and gnosticism and all that stuff and and the thing when you think of gnosticism you just think of the material world Th- that was the original simulation theory well not that everything that we're doing is fake but that to exist physically is never going to be actually what the conscious experience is supposed to be like what right. what a, what a mind is supposed to actually go through and so um and then beings like jesus or buddha or all these big archetypical beings are the ones trying to teach you they're like agents of sophia like they're humans that were chosen to be like hey you're actually you actually have your the little piece of divine light inside of you and when you die you'll be able to shed all this bullshit off and that's what real reality will be like kind of thing right right um so a lot of a lot of he like mistrusted the government a lot uh apparently he wasn't like uh i think they say in the episode where he's he's not like 
right wing or left wing. He kind of just sees every situation in his own way. But yeah. he had kind of libertarian stuff where he just didn't trust the government and technology, really, even though he loved and was fascinated yeah. by technology. And um, but yeah, his his work starts getting kind of hit the work that people know him for starts happening in the 60s. And then in the 70s, especially is when like his most kind of meaty stuff uh, happens, which like that's like I kind of not that I have a lot of time, but I want to those might be some of the next audiobooks is uh, some of the lesser known. Right, right, right. Me, not to everyone else, but to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Books. But uh, I was mentioning it the other day on our No Guts, No Glory thread, but I oh, was yeah, wondering but... where the fuck one of the members of the evil God hand is named Ubik, and it's right. directly from a novel called Ubik. Um, right. And then um, which is like a God that then can create all things and Yes, it's right, like they talked about it that in this episode. Yes, it becomes um, it's a piece of technology that evolves to a point where it becomes God and right, uh, right, right, and can create material out of nothing and whatever. But it's a very petty thing, like earlier yeah. when it's in less evolved state and all that stuff. So, well, it's kind of like even um, Marvel stuff where it's like the who are the the ancient whatever's like in Guardians of the Galaxy two, right? Like he's like, I was just this brain. And then I kept thinking, oh. and then I became a world and then yes. I became a creator and like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of that same thing where it's like, yeah, what somehow they come out of nowhere and then, but Correct. I can't remember. They're not the Nazi. It's uh, the Eternals or something like that. Or oh, wait, the Eternals is the show. No, that's the other thing. They're, but yeah. these like power Lord, like whatever, very people. much like a uh, Sandman or whatever. They're like, they were like these very original pri- primordial yeah. consciousnesses. And, right, that, and what most people think of as God, basically. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. Becoming material and then delighting in like having power over yeah, material. Getting, yeah, gaining and being forever. And yeah. Which really only in a lot of these stories is a very Gnostic view of it. It really only leads to uh, ego to, you know, cause ego, the living planet, like it's funny. Right, that, right. You know, <laughs> he's called that Kurt Russell, but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, the 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 ubik i was just like oh shit this interesting connection here because a few weeks before that i was like i was like what the fuck are slan ubik and conrad you know and ubik and conrad were more straightforward um slan was as gaelic as like goodbye or something like that but Mm. uh but then i found the better thing where it was like some some ancient um demon from i think ancient jewish or something where it's the, it's a woman, it's a female demon with like tentacles for hair and yeah, right, similar right. kind of thing. Um, and also she's probably based on like Lilith who was before yeah. that was Adam's wife before Eve, before Steve right. too. Capri. Yes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> when he went, you know, it's Adam five phase, you know, exactly. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, but yeah. And then Conrad, the other God hand is likely Joseph Conrad who wrote heart of darkness, which is what apocalypse now the movie is based off of right. Heart of Darkness is just like a you know an award-winning novel. They through the holy shot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, wait, yeah. Sorry, Joseph Conrad. I said James, James Conrad. James. No, no, no. You said Joseph. I was just oh, okay, joking. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so um, that's a little side note there. But yeah, very interested to read Ubik um, as well. Because Peak in this episode is saying that Ubik and Valis are like the culminations of mm. all of, all of his kind of, you know, cause they're, they're like the last few novels he wrote. So it's like the culminate, the, the furthest culmination of what he was starting to figure out and solidify in his own mind. Um, yeah. And then, um, the most, the most, the biggest example, and we could probably close out the conversation is, uh, it's pretty tragic and it's, it's fascinating, but, um, and I think he actually mentioned this in one of our contact in, in the desert presentations, but 
uh, Philip K. Dick, uh, if you needed one example that he remembered the future, because again, you have to think that this entity that was in his mind was telling him things he could not know. Right. Um, and they, oh yeah, they go into all this Nixon stuff that uh, I oh, probably right, read right. about in the book, but I'm not in the sixties really yet. And yeah, in yeah, the books. Yeah. and so like, apparently well, she was bringing up things that he didn't even know. Cause she yeah, he was exactly. like, Oh, I'd never heard that before. Yeah. We're like Nixon. He could he, only he, like, be president if he was uh, in, brought in through assassination. Yes. And, and that Philip K. Dick actually like sent a congratulations to Nixon before he actually got elected or something like, like weird shit like that. Because well, he and was, then he also, he Oh, go elected. ahead. Sorry. No, no, keep yeah. going. Well, and then um, Anthony Peek was like, uh, some of his stuff was kind of dramatized. Like, yes, he, yeah, he, yeah. he was told his child was sick by this thing and rushed him instantly to the doctor and they right, fixed right. everything. He's like, well, it was more like a year later and they kind of decided to do it. And yes. <laughs> he's like, some, some of these things, you know, just like folk tales and whatever. It's like. Because Peek uh, talked to his wife, the, his fifth wife, right, who was right. still alive at the time of the recording of this, uh, this document right, this right. episode that we're covering. Um, so he's like, anyway, I think so I'll yeah, probably the take, and stuff and yeah, yeah. Like I, he's like, I'll, I think I'll probably take the wife's account of what actually happened as opposed right, to right. the very uh, creative writer yeah. <laughs> who was on amphetamines for years all the time. So he could write right. for days at a time. So, mm-hmm. um, and again, not diminishing what he was. I mean, he obviously came out with tons of amazing Crazy work shit, because yeah. of that, you know, he opened his doors to perception by like a lack of sleep is a way that even Buddhists would talk about like fasting, lack of sleep long meditating you're gonna start seeing things and we all mostly westerners are like yeah but it's all bullshit then because it's just hallucinations it's like well but then they usually have some sort of profound meaning and that's really all that matters in the end anyway right but um but uh uh, or as like greg newkirk always says he's like yeah but if you don't believe it has any meaning then it's not fun and he's like i want life to be more interesting and fun yeah yeah (laughs) and therefore now it is you know for me so yeah yeah uh, making my own reality um manifest but, anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but he, he's saying the sad thing of yeah yeah knowing so his Philip future did, and uh remember he he had a um he wrote a series of like just thousands of pages of a journal basically very late in his life and it was only published in 2011 which i'm also interested to read that um but and it's journals all you know written personally by him organized by i think like uh, partially his his last wife and then someone she knew or whatever. And it's called Exogenesis. And it is thousands of pages. And he said, Anthony Peake says in the episode, he's like, you know, pretty challenging if you want to pick that up, but it's worth reading because it's, it's, it's all, this is directly from his mind, not through characters and, and you know, metaphors and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but in there, he, Peake in the book I'm reading that he wrote, um, uh, The Man Remembered the Future, he doesn't, he doesn't say it's like a throwaway, but he's like, it doesn't release, it's not called out in exogenesis as a really important section, but mm-hmm. in one section, he talks about how, uh, Philip K. Dick has a vision seven years before he ends up dying. And he has one of his episodes where Vallis, you know, starts communicating with him and he has visions of an underwater city, which that's never really explained, but he has visions of an underwater city. And then the scene changes to seeing a man who is um, completely still on the ground in between a couch and a coffee table. And he describes like the color of the couch, the coffee table and whatever. And he says the man is still but not dead yet. And uh, and then moves on to other stuff in the vision. And in 1982, in Santa Ana, California, which I mean, it's it's 
I'll get to that in a second too, of like how that's interesting for me at least, but uh, nothing crazy, but just interesting. But yeah. um, he has, um, I, I think it was, I mean, I could just look this up, but you say, I think he has a heart attack or a stroke, one of right. the two. And I believe it's a stroke, a massive stroke. And he is, he falls and collapses next to the couch that is all scratched up because his cat, that's like his cat's scratching post mm-hmm. and, the, and the coffee table. That's exactly the same. And, right. uh, and he gets taken to the hospital cause he's there for hours and no one's home because he was home writing. Yeah. He gets taken to the hospital and dies about a week later, which there is the, he's on there still and dying, but he's not dead. Right. Right. And so it just now, so now we have written proof that this exact scene with these exact descriptions was seen by this guy and is now exactly how he died in 1982 compared to 1974 right. or whatever. Whenever, yeah, he wrote that. And so, like, pretty, I mean, he he didn't realize that it was him, you know, I don't think. At least yeah, that's not yeah. how it comes off, apparently, in Exogenesis. But um, but that's fucking crazy to me. But and, and also, as a side note, too, like, being from Orange County my whole life in California, before the show Orange County, which is just, you know, yeah. rich people fucking. And living in Santa Ana. Right. Like, I... Like, and again, this isn't like me saying, like, it's, it's just an interesting connection and added such a layer of, of, um, depth to just my, me existing in Santa Ana. So like Orange County is a big place previously really only known for Disneyland and it's still mostly what it's known for, but it's, it's Los Angeles's bread basket or orange, you know, fruit basket, whatever. That's how it started. Yeah. Suburban, hey yeah. suburban, endless suburban yeah. neighborhoods and mini malls. Beaches. Yeah. Inland orchards. One time held, you know, the highest number of KKK members yes. ever. Yeah. Yeah. The, the leader of the KKK <laughs> actually lived in Orange County. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. All the rural folk from the former Confederacy when they moved out right. West. And yeah. Yeah. So, they settled in Orange County. Stronghold, if you, if yeah. you will. <laughs> but, um, uh, Anyway, um, growing up in Orange County, I literally always felt like, like I was very jealous. I liked where I lived, but I was jealous that other people from more interesting places had more of an identity with their place. Cause I always felt like I had no identity. Like my, my identity was kind of an amorphous, you know, and I would just kind of like you know, tag it onto whatever group of people I was with at the time and stuff too. Yep. And and then my, you know, and my mom, other than going to one mall that's in Santa Ana, she specifically avoided driving to Santa Ana for fear and racism reasons because it's a yeah. heavily Hispanic area. It wasn't a nice place. It's getting nicer, but a little rough area. Ton, tons of crime, tons of what, but it is actually the, it's actually the county seat. It's where the, the county Supreme Court is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, uh, but, and there's also like some of the oldest houses in the county there other than San Juan Capistrano, but, um, but anyway, so never really went through there. And then I find myself after leaving my toxic relationship in 2011 through our friend Thrillin, um, getting an apartment in a very low income apartment, you know, area by the courthouse yeah. over there and, and doing some of the best things that I done with my, like, you know, outside of work where I was like, Oh, I started doing, you know, kind of the work that I'm going to be doing now, but like with, uh, homeless cats and trying to educate the people that live there when I could. And, uh, yeah. helping helping the owners of the place with police issues and investigations and <laughs> things like that and like uh uh using you, basically they wanted to use my white privilege as an asset to right. you know to keep away what was mostly just really nice families that lived in this place too you know and so and then to learn that like in the last i want to say 10 years of Philip K Dick's life that he he was living in Fullerton Santa Ana and just living in Orange County which is really and yeah. I haven't gotten that part of the book as to why yet 
um, a scanner darkly is in a near future version of Anaheim, California, which is right, where right. Disneyland is. And so, um, and orange County is such a weird liminal place. I didn't know that word, but it's a liminal place that is kind of, it has its own identity kind of now, but like, again, growing up, it was just like, when you said you lived in orange County, they're like, what? And you just say, Oh, it's like below Los Angeles. And they're right, like, Oh, right. okay. So it's LA. And it's like, well, no, it's orange, whatever. I don't really care, yeah, but it's yeah, just more yeah. of a, having this identity list, uh, uh, place where I grew up, this environment with the only thing people knowing it for was Disneyland. And the only notable people being Steve Martin and like, um, uh, Ronald Reagan, like basically right. Growing up. Yeah. In well, the, the music scene, punk rock, like, um, no doubt was from here. Not that that's, punk yeah, rock, yeah. but like in the eighties, like the descendants, were from here and oh, yeah, some of the true. other like yeah, yeah. vandals were from here uh the offspring in the 90s and stuff yeah but. yeah so there's been like a music scene too but yeah just but but it, when you would read about it it was like oh this band grew up in and lot the los angeles area it was never orange you know what i mean again i'm nitpicking but it's more it's one of those things where as you're growing up you never actually read about your home as being it wasn't cool to be orange. from orange county Exactly. Yeah. In and general, even all these cool things happened stuff to do, but it was always like LA was the cool area. Orange County is like an endless, shitty, whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. an and endless they call it the orange curtain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you, I find out later in life that orange County is very similar to like long Island is to New York where it's like, Oh, <laughs> we're this suburban family place where all the people that go to the city all day, they don't want to live right. in the city. They want to live in a nice place. And then there's this weird yeah, yeah. duality and like, um, uh, yeah. animosity between the two and whatever, but right. Anyway, but it's really interesting to find out out of the blue. I was like, oh, that's crazy that he he lived in the Hispanic quarter of Santa Ana um, and chose to do that for some reason. I'll find out why, I guess, when I read the book later. But it's probably more like three quarters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also died the year I was born, too, which is really he, oh, he was actually he transcended he into you. Yeah, he he died in February or early March. And that was when I was conceived. So maybe I am. Oh, there you go. Joey Dick. No, but yeah, uh, we got a what's his face? Uh, <laughs> five Nights at Freddy or Five Heads at Freddy right. situation yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, my fifth book on what Philip has been writing to me. Like, oh, God, I just got another email from Wilcock about yeah, that. Oh, my go. fifth yeah. book in six months. I, you know, I'll finish oh, yeah, it by yeah. the fourth and like all this. It's like insane. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, Anyway, I know this was kind of like not meandering, but just kind of like a quick bio on Philip K. Dick. But like, like yep. he is such an insanely influential author. And I didn't really realize that until I started reading the book through Anthony Peake, which is, you know, he's like Anthony Peake just continues to be like making my life more interesting. Like in this, like yep. Anthony Peake and seeing him at contact has had the same paradigm shift as. Well, you could argue, uh, not you, I would, uh, when I first saw Eyes of the Mothman, which I've talked about on, on right. Probing Ancient Hands of Lie, like that was the first thing that made me a non-paranormal atheist, like, you know, like, or a right, paranormal, right. like, I just I wasn't open to these atheist. other things. And yeah. yeah. And then the, but the bigger, like, basically that kind of paradigm shift when I watched Hellier, that went about the paranormal and the nature of reality and all that stuff. Everything connecting. That's now. Yeah that's in the real the world of reality but now like anthony peak and then through philip k dick now too it's like oh like this is a guy that his stories now might be more interesting to me because these themes are and this actual person might have been going through might have been an example of anthony peak's theory which is like endlessly fascinating to me right yeah. right right so 
um, it's yeah, it's really added like a lot of uh, a lot of little spice to my life. The only, the biggest uh, gripe I have is that there are only four Anthony Peak books on audiobook right now, mm. and I'm reading four of four, uh, and only two of them are by Anthony Peak himself as the narrator. Right. The um, the 2019 book, which is you know the um, uh, non human intelligence was the uh, the the hidden world or whatever. That guy's pretty good. He's a British guy. Um, he's a little dry, but uh, uh, this guy. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> it's like Philip K. Dick, the man who remembers <laughs> the future, written by Anthony Peak, narrated by Eric Myers. And it's just like, right. it's this douchey, like commercial voice actor guy or mm-hmm. something. It's I've gotten used to it, but he's just like, Philip K. Dick was an interesting young boy. His parents, and I'm just like, ugh, like it's taken a while for me to like get over it and just get, yeah, yeah, through that the part info. Of it. Yeah. Um, but he's like mispronouncing everything <laughs> stuff, but it's whatever. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's a shame that, um, I'm, I wonder why, cause I feel like audible or, or, you know, Amazon who runs audible would be like here, author, do you want to read your own book here? We'll send you a fucking mic. Just read your books for us and send well, it. I think in. it's like the you production know? company and whoever picks it up. And right, right, yeah, right. I think there's a lot yeah, of I think it's other behind that the must scenes do that or something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, uh, it's kind of yeah. like Netflix, like they don't actually make anything. Usually it's what they buy. True. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, and then so. they can help curate stuff, but they're not really. If they want. Yeah. But, but, um, but yeah. So anyway, I think that's probably enough, but uh, yeah, it's a good rough. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, Anthony peak again, yeah. like top, top, uh, most fascinating person in recent history for me, but, um, and just really making me again, like I said on the last episode, like this guy is trying to, do the impossible which is i'm going to tell you like a theory about what actually happens to consciousness when you die and i'm going to i'm i'm gonna he's like maybe i'll piss off some people but i am going to actually give you a shit ton of evidence as to how philosophy and religion classic science and like quantum science all and and also anecdotal tons of anecdotal evidence from people that have experienced near death and stuff like that I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to present all of those and show you how they don't necessarily contradict each other, you know, and right. then you can do with that what you will. But, um, and, and, and really cool to like read his older books from 2008 and then how he talks about how, Oh, I threw some of that stuff out. Like, you know, uh, consciousness not being centered in the brain. He used to think it was, and cause the science wasn't there yet to say otherwise. Right. So, but then quantum yeah. science gets better and consciousness studies and all that. And he's like, Oh yeah, I've changed that. And that actually opened up my philosophy and it's actually more, it actually makes sense in more situations now too. So, um, but, uh, now I got to get on his, uh, his podcasts or whatever. Um, he has weekly things. Yeah. Yeah. He had some weird guest on called like the unrecordable Michelangelo, who's some weird, almost seems like a bug main type guy, but is a really big (laughs) fan of him. So it's like, I kind of want to watch it, but it might be douchey, but um but yeah uh look for go to anthonypeak.com it's spelled anthony and the peak is with an e on the end very british yeah, p-e-a-k-e yes uh go to anthonypeak.com read about his stuff and read philip k dick stuff i'm gonna i'm excited to to read something maybe on the break of uh yeah. quarters of a few weeks right right but, um and I'm also i'm sure that probably most of his books are on audiobooks so actually I yeah i've got my audio so i'll probably <laughs> download a few too but so. um but uh yeah we hope mm-hmm. that you enjoyed um our uh, little review of open minds 
Scanning the Future with Philip K. Dick. Featuring Peek. Let me get this going. Real sophisticated here. There we go. That's a little alien, but it gives a shit. Um, But uh, yeah, make sure and follow the podcast on Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and other services. Uh, Follow us on social media at Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, Follow uh, Black Hole Supply Company as well on Instagram. Listen to our other podcast, No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast, about the very long running, the decades long running. Uh, dark fantasy manga berserk um, and um, you know suck our MPDs and whatever oh yeah head over to Black Hole Supply physically if you want if you're in Southern California in Orange County like we were just talking about uh, over at uh, 9525 Garfield Avenue Suite C2 in Fountain Valley and that's a shop and shop inside Cape and Cal Collectibles so you can look for uh, really cool toys uh, see, see. There. So, fun things. Um, and then, yeah, Patreon. Uh, if you want more of our content, patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for two extra podcasts every single month. And other than that, we're bye. We're bye. bye.